We are here on Divorce Healthy with Emma Johnson. So we are super pumped to have you with us here today to talk about a plethora of different things, including the giveaway that you're doing to single moms who are in need. And we're going to talk about your book. We're going to talk about just all the things that are happening in the world right now and obviously how that directly affects co-parenting and everybody else's life, basically every facet of it. So Emma, thanks so much for being on with us. Thank you so much for having me. So tell me, this giveaway, I'm so excited about the giveaway. So I'm just going to jump right into this because this is really exciting for me. I've been watching your Instagram and I think it's super cool that you're doing this giveaway. And it is very kind of you. And I love that. So thank you. So tell me about the giveaway. And I want the listeners and the people listening to the podcast and trying to figure out how to do this divorce healthy one to know about this, but to know about you in general. So tell us, tell us about you. Tell us about the giveaway. So it's uh, $500 a week. I give away to a mom and it's the single mom stimulus grant is what I'm calling it. Yay! I had an iteration of this a couple of years ago where I was giving away a thousand dollars every month to a mom. And the parameters of that where I was celebrating a mom doing something really cool. It was the money. Yeah, it was the money. But then I'd have her at the time my podcast was active and I feature her on my blog. So it was really part of my larger mission to reframe single parenthood, single motherhood as always being this position of need and destitution and just feel like, no, these women are doing something really awesome and inspiring that the rest of us can learn from. But life is a little bit different today. And I just felt that I, um, you know, there's a lot of, of moms that could use a hand. So 500 bucks can get you out of a pinch. And like this most recent one I gave away was a mom and her kid is 16 honor student, but does not have a laptop. So she's trying to keep up on her schoolwork through her mom's mobile phone but the kid has some kind of visual impairment. Uh-huh. So it's just all super challenging. And it's like, oh, well, at my house, you know, we've got all these laptops laying around and it just seems like it's just a small thing. It makes me feel good. Hopefully it helps women out. And you know, it's interesting. Pay it forward. Pay it forward. And it's so interesting because through that, I have connected with this other organization that is giving for moms that are chosen like $3,000 a month, wow. basically. And this other mom got inspired and she's giving away $250 a week to women of color. And then some women have connected with me and they're like, oh, well, we are in a good position. And I, I was a single mom, but now I'm remarried. So I want to give away a couple thousand bucks of my stimulus check. Oh my God. So just snowballs, you know, you give people permission to, and also just helping them. People don't know where to give or how to give. So it's like, you can just give them a little, a link or some, a little help to get their altruism going. It's just kind of, it's nice and it all feels good movement forward. I mean, that's just so promotive of movement forward. And one of the biggest things, you know, this uh, family court and being in that arena or being in the middle of a transition as a parent, going from being married to being single or going to being remarried again, all of that is a lot of different transitions. And a lot of people, when they're dealing with family court, one of the biggest things that they say is that they don't have the money, they don't have the ability to be able to afford it and that there's not any grants, there's not any help, nobody really cares about what's going on, you know, with what's going on with family court. And so this, when I heard what you were doing, I just thought, wow, what a way to just bring people together, especially in an area that a lot of people don't know that these people are in so much need, you know? They're in the middle of family court, their whole life is in the throes of conflict and controversy, and then now here you are, with this handout to be like, someone does care. You can have an advancement. It's not all bad. There's some good in this world, you know? And I think that that's pretty awesome. 
Yeah, it is. It's just like a nice little thing. It is. It's nice. It's it's exactly that. You know, it's not like a big bureaucratic process. It's like a little Google sheet. And I literally want people to keep, I, last I looked in there, it's overwhelming. There's like 2,200 applicants. Wow. It's a lot of work for me to go through, but it's like, just keep your thing to two. I mean, I've been doing this. I've been working in this space for so long that my instincts, I think are pretty sharp. So it's like, I got a pretty good sense of somebody couple sentences, what's your situation? And do I connect with that? Does it make me feel good to give? It's my money. It's not like it's money out of my PayPal to your PayPal. So anyways, so that's it. Yeah, it feels good. Yay. And especially right now when people just need other people being kind to remember that it's not all bad. The world's not completely ending. I mean, some facets of it may be struggling severely right now, but others are okay and that you're going to be okay. And I think that those are reminders that people are going to be okay. So tell me about your book, which I love. I love the title of your book. I love the color of your book. (laughs) I love how vibrant it is and how unquestionable and just kind of there it is. And I love that, like just in your face and just you. And I think that that's awesome. So tell me about it. Oh, well, it's a couple of years, a kick-ass single mom. It was out with uh, Tarsha Parishy, which is a penguin imprint. And it was kind of accumulation of what this work that I've been doing for the last, well, now it's going on, gosh, nine, eight, nine years. I started this blog, Wealthy Single Mommy. I was a couple years out of my divorce and just having like, I'm a, a writer by background, journalist and a professional writer. That's what I've always done. But this was really a passion project. It was just I had a lot to say. I was going through a lot. I was going through like my first post-divorce breakup. I don't know if you've experienced that, but it turns out to be a very universal experience. The first breakup of your like a romantic partner after your divorce is just so painful. And I couldn't figure out why. And that's one of the many, many, many things I wrote about. So that morphed now into a large platform and a large business. And it's what I've been doing full-time for a lot of years. And the book is just part of that message. So the underlying messages are, I want women to be financially independent, get off of this idea of institutionalized dependency, which is what child support and alimony are. Make your own money. We have so many wonderful opportunities, thanks to our mothers and our grandmothers. And I'm watching Mrs. America, Gloria Steinem, and uh, Freddie Freedan. Thank those women by going out and earning a paycheck. And equally share parenting, which I know you are also passionate about. And it's really about gender equality. You know, we single unpartnered mothers, parents are now something like 20 million in this country, in the United States, and the number of children, it's more than a quarter of kids are living in a non-traditional family. So it's such a great opportunity to lead in terms of gender equality. I mean, here we are, we're recording this at the end of May. And the big articles that are going around, you know, East Coast, big media that I read all day long, which New York Times, Washington Post, Wall Street Journal, on and on and on, The Atlantic. And it's always the same story. The women work and earn, but they do all the housework and the child care. You know, the courts can't institutionalize what happens in that family, but the courts can institutionalize what happens in my family and mandate gender equality. So if women as moms, we can get on board with this. And we start promoting this. I mean, even calling up your ex-husband, your kid's dad, and pushing the envelope a little bit to more equality, that's activism. That is changing his mind. That's changing the minds of your children who are watching. That's changing the mind of your sister who you're calling and complaining to, the moms at the bus stop who are miserable in their marriage and looking to you to figure out they can figure this out themselves. That is activism. And the kids want to see respect. Like if you can just reach out and be respectful of that person, that is self-respect. 
It shows your children how to be respectful. It shows that you're not a bitter person. It shows that you, I mean, the best revenge is a life well lived. Mm -hmm. So go live your life well, go be happy, go be excited, go be balanced so that your children can see that. And if you're reaching across the aisle to him or pushing back, like you said, I mean, that's exactly what your children want to see is that. Yeah, no, 100%. It's just common sense. I mean, I'm sure you talked about this on the show, 60 peer-reviewed studies that show that equally shared parenting is best. We still default to this understanding, which is based in very early research back in the day in the 50s and 60s when people were figuring out how to separate. You know, there's good research at the time, but it's six years old now. This idea that kids should be with one parent, the mom, and be at one home primarily, but the research and the science has evolved so drastically and it's really common sense, right? It's common sense. It's common sense. And here's the other thing I like to remind people, moms, I'm speaking to you moms, if you're fighting tooth and nail over the percentage of the time you keep with the kids, our kids are not going to be married, right? Like they are young, millennials are not getting married. Like that is becoming passe. It, uh, the world is changing. Yes. If we're divorced, statistically, our children have a higher chance of divorce. Our children yes. are going to be having different. It's in the book. It's in the book. It's in, my book. It's in the book. <laughs> it's a fact. And so the, our children are not going to have doom clear for household. The younger people are, the more they embrace equally shared parenting because it just makes common sense. So if your kids now are going to grow up and have their own separated families, how are they going to judge your your argument. Exactly. They are going to be, see you as bitter. How are they going to deal with conflict? Are they going to deal with conflict? Like you're dealing with conflict. Do you want your kids to all of the people who are listening to us right now? Think about your life. Think about exactly your bitterness. Do you want your children to feel that? Like, do you want them to be going through that own self version of hell? You know, no, you want them to be healthy and balanced. You've got to be able to figure out how to model that now. Yeah, well, model it. But I'm saying your kids are going to have a different paradigm. Like they're going to have a different politics about parenting. And how are they going to judge your relationship with their dad? Exactly. Because they're like, what do you mean 80, 20 every other weekend? Like, what was that? Like, why were you fighting for child support? Like, why didn't you go get a job? It was 2020. (laughs) What the hell's wrong with you? That's embarrassing. <laughs> like you're such a shame for to women. Like go work. Like what was that, mom? And it's like I think that people get so lost in the woods and they're so staring at the bark instead of seeing the big picture that they forget that they're talking about removing their child from having special quality time with the other parent, you know? Like when you're talking about that battle of percentage, you're talking about less time that the child just gets to be happy enjoying the same amount of time that they would have had if you would have both been in the household. Like naturally you would want that child to have a relationship with both parents. Cause that's what they would have had. Had you not made the decision to move forward with your life? Why? Right. I mean, even taking out that like a two parent household is the ideal. It's like, I mean, what I like to remind women is like collectively as a gender, our number one favorite topic is complaining that we have to do it all. Mm-hmm. And then our number two favorite thing is that our ex partners had the audacity to want equal time with the kids. Exactly. You can't have it both ways. I love that. I love that you're calling out the hypocrisy <laughs> of the conversation. But it's really, you know what it is, is that women do have, look, I am a feminist. I, I, I believe we have so much work to do about gender equality, but the number one issue that holds women back is this patriarchal idea of the martyr mother. 
And the patriarchy shoehorns us all, men and women equally into these gender roles, that fathers are the breadwinners and the earners, and women are the primary caregivers. So for the last 150 years, we've been fighting as a gender to have equality in the public sphere, to have equal representation in government and academia and the workplace Mm -hmm. and pay and wealth and land ownership and the ability to vote all in the public sphere. We We know that genetically we are capable of being equals, right? Yes. But then where does it leave men, right? Because we're like, we're equal there, but then we go home and demand, you know, dominance at home. And that translates over into the sexist court system. So all, you tell me what you see in the courts, sexist old white dudes that are like, oh, wait, there's conflict now and now the babies stay with moms. Kids stay with moms, <laughs> dad, you come in every other weekend. And then we can't go to work. We can't go back and get other degrees. We're strapped for childcare and we're stressed out because we have been shoehorned into this role as the primary caregiver, like it or not, mm-hmm. right? So it is sexism, but you know what? We have this power that we are giving it, but you know what? What if we share it? Yes. What if we, what if we share it? Like we have the ability to lead here, lead this revolution that is good for all of us, 100% men and women and babies. So what do you feel like is the revolution that we're leading? We're leading the parenting equality. The only thing, so we know now that men and women go into higher education, for example, in equal numbers. Women are in many cases in graduate programs, even dominating in terms of numbers coming out. There is equal work for equal pay at lower levels. When young people are coming out of colleges and graduate programs, there is equal pay because it's all corporate. It's institutionalized. People are studying it. We know this and there's programs to make sure that happens. But at the highest levels, there's inequality. There's few women in the highest levels. There is a pay gap at the higher levels of management and corporate and professional services. And why is that? Because women drop out to have babies or they scale down to have babies because they are shoehorning themselves or they're succumbing or they're allowing the patriarchy to push us down. However you want to cut it, we are sliding into those old roles. Mm -hmm. Yes. Right. So is it lean in? I don't know how you want to frame it, but you know, my little tiny slice of the universe right now is these separated moms. All right. So I will let, you know, the lean in movement, take care of corporate women. I'm talking to the single moms. I'm talking to the separated moms. Instead of sliding into that role as the 80% mom, push back, mm-hmm. right? Get over your anger, reach out to him. Oh, you want half time? Oh, guaranteed half time. He doesn't want half time, tough shit. Go to court and demand half time. You're not going to get it. So you are informing <laughs> that judge that that narrative is out there, mm-hmm. that women are sick of being shoehorned into this. That is activism. It is not necessarily picketing. It is not always just the vote. It is not writing op-eds or writing your legislation. All those things are important too. But I'm telling women, you go in front of that judge or you call the lawyers around town, like this is informing the collective consciousness and our collective culture about what is possible and what the market demands. Lawyers are greedy business people. They want to get what the market demands and make money. So inform them about what the market is. Yes. About what it is that you want out of this and how you want your case to go. That's exactly right. Lawyers are going to be positioning your case to where they can make money off of it. So you have to take control. And I say that as a greedy entrepreneur myself. How do you think I can afford to give away $500 every week? You know, zero. (laughs) So women should be believing in themselves and believing in their potential and their ability to move forward and invest in themselves and be able to work for themselves, make that paycheck, buy whatever pair of shoes you want, whatever handbag you want, whatever 
diamond earrings that you want. Be able to support yourself. Oh, I don't want to talk about diamond earrings. I just want to talk about you paying your own bill. <laughs> 98% of the population cannot afford a $1,500 handbag. And we have to stop talking about wealth for women as handbags and earrings. Wealth is you rising above bickering over the child support check that the average amount of child support owed by courts in the United States is $400 a month. And only 40% of that is actually paid. What if you let that go? Even if it's $4,000 a month, exactly. let it go because you can earn. Your earning potential is infinite. You only have so much energy. Are you going to put it into getting something out of a dude that you didn't earn? No, you're going to put that into whatever, building your career, networking, building your amazing group of people around you and earning and being a contributor, not a sucker. And the amount of money that you're going to spend on your litigation case, yes. <laughs> in addition to the amount of money that you're going to be out of work, missing those days that you're out of work, the mental energy that you're going to spend because you're less productive. So now you're going to take twice as long to do everything for two to three years that you're caught in the court system. You know, like if you surmise all of that together, how much money have you spent there versus you could have invested in opening whatever business that you wanted or investing in whatever you wanted and be making money off of that money. Right. So you're Instead spending of, right time and money, money and energy revenge, right? Yes. Spending on revenge or investing on growth and having 80% to 20% does not mean that you're 80% the better parent. I just want everybody to realize that it means it does not mean anything about what better parent you are if you've spent 70% of the time that you had 80% trying to get the other 20%, then you're not really like, what time did you spend? So just like zoom out. Lots of math. I'm not good at math. Yes. I can't keep zoom up. Zoom out and think about it. Like, what are you putting your resources into? I love your message. I think that it's one that not a lot of people are willing to say, and they're not willing to say, what are you doing? Look at the math of this. Look at how small the amount of child support is. So often I counsel my clients. I'm like, it's $800 a month. And they're like, oh, okay, that's pretty good. I'm like, but think about what you could be doing to get $800 a month. That's not that much money. If you think about time and the time value of money, and if women can start thinking like that, instead of just thinking in the role that they're given, like you said, and think about the business aspect of money, the time value of money, what it is. Well, the dependence, you take that money. There's no such thing as free child support. You take that he shows up at, picks up the kids. He's like, why is there a new couch in the house? Like, why do your nails look so good? Where's my money going? Because here's a fact. I don't care who it is, man or woman, whoever earned it believes it's theirs. There's no such thing as family money. That's a, Emma that's Johnson a, is bringing it legit today. She is telling the side that nobody wants to say, but everybody's thinking. <laughs> well, it's common sense. Yes. It is. There's, there's no such always going to like, be a tie. Because it really, it's so humiliating. Alimony is the worst. First of all, I want to call out only rich white women get alimony. Statistically, white women marry at far higher rates than African-American and Latino women. And you know how you get alimony? There has to be enough money to go around. Poor people don't pay each other alimony because they're poor, right? So the only people that are bitching about alimony are rich white women. 97% of people that get alimony are women. So your money, that calculator, it's completely, the argument is always, well, you know, I sacrificed my career. Well, one, we don't even know you had a career. Hypothetically, you had a career that never came to be. 
And second of all, it's like, well, I sacrificed so he could build his career. Well, that is just a myth because I know you and I are both successful women. Is it because some guy stayed home and vacuumed? No. no. Uh. We know plenty of successful women, mothers, successful. And it's like, because somebody like did housework at home, allowed us off, like really go yourself so many times. That's just a, such a dated, 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 dated idea. But the reality is it is attaching your financial worth to the guy that you f- because if the guy made a million dollars last year, you'd get a better, bigger paycheck to then the woman who fought somebody that made $80,000 that year. So your value, your financial value is a hundred percent aligned to what you're doing in bed. That's it. That is not, that's not the feminist movement. That wasn't the message. That's not what Rosie was trying to get us to. No, but that was, right? again, the uh, the arguments about the 1970s feminism, not suggesting I hold them, but yes, indeed, it was led by upper middle class educated white women. You know, thank you, Gloria Steinem, but that's who she was. That was the face of that movement. And I mean, the argument often came back down to alimony, right? The housewives, and it was, it was this very fraught moment in history But the thing is, you and I came of age when that sacrificial martyr mother and the stay-at-home mom is still upheld as the ideal. It's still upheld as the ideal. And that is exactly what holds us back. So I'm just calling on my sisters. We can do this. We can close that gap. But it's on us. The guys aren't going to hand it to us. Yeah. It's on us. Go get it. Emma, I love your perspective. I love it. I love that you're willing to say it. You're well, willing I love to what say you're doing it. too. I love it. Yes, <laughs> thank you. And so the mission is, I mean, it's just going so well. And I think that so many people are trying to change how this is going, what the after effect is. I think, you know, you're really focused on what's happening afterwards and what are you doing with your life? You know, what are you going to do with the result? And I think that that's a big deal. Divorce is, is not the end. It's not the end in any way, shape or form. It's a transition. It's a movement. It's just switching lanes. So now what does your new lane look like? If you're going to pick to do that and you're going to choose to go through that process or that process is basically going to be handed to you, then take what you've got and make something amazing out of it. It doesn't have to be bad. This doesn't have to be bad. You don't have to be a victim. In fact, this could be the greatest opportunity you've ever received in your entire life. Well, I'm sure you meet women every day. You run into them a year or two after that you've worked with them. And that's just, they're like, oh my God, you know, it's like, why did I do that sooner? Or it's like you're resilient. And of course, that's what we're supposed to be teaching our kids, right? The resilience and the grit and the buzzwords in parenting right now, but there's no greater opportunity. Yes. You can show exactly that you can get through conflict and controversy and be better on the other side and just be able to learn exactly what you needed to learn from that scenario and move forward and move forward in a great way so that you're paying your bills and buying handbags. (laughs) 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 2.0. All right. Well, so thank you Likewise. so much for coming on. Thank you. Where do you want people to find you and follow you? Oh, just head over to WealthySingleMommy.com. Uh, and, you know, it's easy to find me from there. Emma Johnson at Wealthy Single Mommy. And you can check out the kick-ass single mom on Amazon. And just to be clear, you don't have to be a wealthy single mom when you go. The goal nope. is that you're a wealthy single mom after you figure it out and learn what Emma has to teach you. And so that's the goal. So don't think that there are any barriers to you coming over to <laughs> see what Emma's got to offer for you. And also the book for me is The Cure for Divorce Culture. Again, if you're a woman and you're trying to get through this and you're leaning in and you're trying to make sure that you're moving forward, pick up these resources. Listen to Divorce Healthy's podcast believe in yourself, reach out to Emma. She might even be able to give you 500 bucks to believe in you and what you've got going on and think positive. And so 
that we're here on Divorce Healthy. Thanks so much for coming on. Thanks, Emma. Thank you. This is great. Thank you for the work you're doing. Thanks. Bye, guys. On the next one. Meet us next month. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Divorce Healthy, your guide to mastering conflict resolution at home and in the workplace. To inquire about speaking engagements, purchase your copy of Ashley Nicole's book, The Cure for Divorce Culture, or to schedule your private orientation meeting, head to www.anrlaw.com. You can also find us on social media at ANR Law. Find a better way forward right here on Divorce Healthy.